0: Anyone who still thinks Tristan Jari and or Casey DeSmith are the only goaltending options in Pittsburgh, um, no. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this, the Penguins' Practice yesterday in Cranberry. They don't have another game until Thursday night against the Flyers. They'll be looking to break a three-game losing streak. And after that, on Saturday, they'll finish their really strangely long eight-game homestand against the Wild. You would imagine, based on the way... Mike Sullivan and Andy Kyoto have assigned their goaltenders to date that you'll see Jari in one, almost certainly against the Flyers, and DeSmith in the other. And if that pattern holds, meaning the performance pattern within that, you'll also see DeSmith struggle. The general thought going into this NHL season in Pittsburgh, was that the goaltending was going to be these two guys. That was basically it. Especially when Ron Hextall didn't really go out and add anything other than minor league depth like uh, Louis Domingue, and you know, nothing really. Okay. With all due respect to Louis, who spent some time in the NHL, nothing that would make you go, oh, there's a threat to compete for a job in Pittsburgh. And then there's Philip Lindbergh. Philip Lindbergh is 22 years old. He's fresh off an NCAA championship with UMass, and his rights originally belonged to the Wild. He was a draft pick of Minnesota's. His time to sign with the Wild expired, which cast him into college free agency, which isn't true free agency because there's now a cap on how much those guys can get paid. So basically what it means is that the the player, his parents, his agent... Look around for the best situation. This is what happened with Zach aston reese This is what happened with Drew O'Connor, where they're just looking around for, hey, where can I go? That, honestly, there isn't a whole lot of competition because all you want as a prospect, I don't care what your talent level is, what your position is, all you want is to get to the NHL as fast as possible. And if you make it into a system where you're the best player there the moment that you walk through the door, so much the better. I'm sure there are other considerations and everything, you know, whether you want to play in Canada and get taxed more heavily. Uh, I don't know. Some might even be looking at wanting to be closer to home or whatever. More often than not, this is what you hear. This is what you hear they want to go to a place where they feel like they're going to get a chance. John Marino was in a semi-similar situation. He was going to become a college free agent because he didn't want to stay in Edmonton anymore, or meaning their property, so it kind of forced a trade. So the Oilers were able to get a sixth-round pick from Jim Rutherford instead of just letting him walk away. The Penguins really wanted to snap him up and get him in the system and talk to him and do whatever they could to make sure they keep him. Obviously, great move. So there's a bunch of these examples. Lindbergh is another one of them. Lindbergh had the common sense when he was here for training camp that whenever any of us reporter types asked him, hey, you know, why'd you pick Pittsburgh? And he would say, um, you know, it's <laughs> what's he going to say? I think I think I'd be the best guy here. You know. He can't really say it anything close to what it is that I'm sure that he was actually thinking. So the best thing the kid can do in terms of saying anything is to say it on the ice. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by The good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania, and they, in turn, need your help. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how $1 from you equals five full meals for those in need. $1 equals five meals. pittsburghfoodbank.org Lindbergh yesterday was named AHL Goaltender of the Month for October. In case you're wondering what would compel me to be talking about him at all today, it's a very, very, very small sample size. It's the first four starts of his professional career, but in those four starts, he's gone 4-0 with a 1.71 goals against and a 9.42 save percentage. This is very, very good. It's very, very encouraging, but I'll repeat, it's also very, very early. I wouldn't be taking any kind of action with Lindbergh until he's got a lot more experience at that level in Wilkes-Barre-Scranton. So I'm not suggesting, hey, Saturday night, you know, DeSmith gets bombed by Minnesota, and this is now three of those in a row for him. It's time to bring up Lindbergh. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm a believer in all sports that you don't promote prospects based on team need, but rather based on what's best for the prospect. One would hope that the Penguins would apply the same sort of approach toward Lindbergh. If they see, for example, that there's a facet to his game that they know will be exposed at the NHL level but hasn't yet been exposed and might not be exposed at all in the AHL, at least not until he's been down there for a while, bringing him up is a big mistake. Little example, it might not even be actually stopping the puck. It might be something that's related to... uh, Stick handling, to moving around, to being able to read the play. There are a lot of things that he's going to have to show management. There's a lot of boxes that he's going to have to check before he comes up. But, but I'm going to use the word encouraging again because that's what this situation is. Let's remember that it's been only a handful of months since Jari was getting annihilated by the Islanders in those playoffs. DeSmith was hurt, and there was that dude in the folding chair. My goodness, I've already forgotten his name. I have already forgotten his name. Whoever the other goalie was that was just sitting there on the folding chair on Long Island the end of this uh, runway because there wasn't room on the benches with this super sad look on his face knowing that Jari could have given up 900 goals in the first period and Mike Sullivan still wasn't going to turn to this guy, that's not a situation that you want. Not in any way, shape, or form. And I'm not just talking about who your number three goalie is here. I'm talking about having real competition that pushes everybody to get better, that makes everyone feel like their job can be taken away. My biggest concern entering this season for the Pittsburgh Penguins was that they were going to have two goaltenders who would look like they're way, way, way too cozy with what their status is here. That wasn't a good idea. I'm sticking stubbornly by that stance. It wasn't a good idea. Maybe Lindbergh can erase all of that. I guess we'll find out when we come back. Just one question. time for just one question that's brought to you always on this program by fubo tv the monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks fubo tv is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels and right now fubo tv is offering our listeners a seven-day free trial and 15 percent off your first month just go to fubo tv.com dk mike Gregg asks Perry Kapanen looks a lot like Phil Kessel on the ice. He's definitely trying hard, but is really frustrating to watch at times. How do the Penguins get him going? Mike, the Penguins, I can promise you, are doing everything in their power to get him going. and That didn't start when he struggled. That didn't start at season's outset. Mike Sullivan has acknowledged to me Riding Kapanen pretty hard over the summer. He wanted to see more. He wanted to see superior conditioning. He wanted to see uh, superior readiness and awareness and attention to detail. And as such, he had Kapanen play in all the preseason games, which was really odd. I'm not sure the last time... A head coach here tried something like that with a prominent player. It's not something that I can recall. But there was Kapanen, game after game after game, all those pointless things with Columbus and Detroit, Buffalo. And he's playing every game. So Not only was he sending the message to Kapanen, but he was sending it to everybody, meaning the whole team, all of us on the outside and everything. He was letting everyone know that he expects to see more from Kapanen. And Kapanen, for the most part, I thought, acquitted himself well in those exhibitions. And then he entered into the season and acquitted himself well again. And he continues to do that. All except for one thing. And it's the most unexpected development of all. can't shoot the puck. I'm not even talking about not wanting to shoot the puck. For whatever reason, he's getting nothing on his shots. He's fanning. The puck is hopping over his stick. He has been in countless situations to just grip it and rip it, and he doesn't seem unwilling to do that. It's not like he's thinking to himself, all of a sudden, uh, I'm going to be, you know, some kind of passing winger like Blake Wheeler or whoever, where I'm just going to distribute. He's trying to shoot. He's not getting the shot off. And when he is, they're not his caliber of shots. You have to understand one thing about Kasperi Kapanen. This goes back to his childhood. He has always had an elite release. Not a good one, not a very good one, not a great one. An elite release of the puck to go with accuracy, velocity, the whole deal. It's been the strength of his game since he started playing it. What's going on? I have no idea. I don't know if he needs a new stick. I don't know if he's squeezing the stick that he's got into sawdust. But put yourself now, Mike, in the shoes of Sullivan and his staff and ask yourself, what do you say to him? What do you say? Hey, Cappy, this thing that you've been doing your whole life, get back to doing that, all right? I mean, we love everything else we're seeing about your game, but get back to doing that. I mean, he hasn't been perfect in terms of his overall game, but he's never been that. He's always been, first and foremost, a shooter. And it's the one thing that's not there. What do you do with that? What do you say? Well, I can take one guess, and that's just keep doing it. Just keep shooting. You're going to get one to go in off of somebody's rear end, and you're going to feel really good about it. And then the next time you're flying up the ice, it's not going to seem unthinkable that you're going to beat uh, Andre Vasilevsky or Jacob Markstrom or some other giant in net who ends up looking that much bigger when you're in a slump. It's almost crazy for me to be having this conversation, for anyone to be having it. It's the one thing you shouldn't worry about. On the list of things about the Pittsburgh Penguins that you shouldn't be worried about, Kasperi Kapanen's shot shouldn't make you like you're, you're, top 100 list i think he'll come out of it i think he'll be fine Uh, and i have a feeling you're going to see him score this week and once he does it won't just be one i appreciate the question michael i appreciate everybody listening to daily shot of penguins let's do it again tomorrow